Hi, friend, and welcome to Grab Your Light, the podcast, a podcast for young women of color who are trying to navigate a breakup, divorce, or co-parenting relationship with wisdom and grace, and all while maintaining their mental and emotional well-being. I'm Lauren, your host, and while I am no expert, I have been through it, and so now I'm here to walk you through it. So let's talk about it. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Grab Your Light, the podcast. If this is your first time, then welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope that you will listen to this episode and many more episodes and just fall in love with it and listen to it all the time. And if you are a repeat listener, then welcome back and thank you for your loyalty. Okay, so last episode, we talked about confusion. That confusion you feel when a relationship ends and you're trying to piece together why it ended, how it ended, what you're supposed to do now, are you supposed to piece it back together, all of those questions that we have. So we talked about confusion and how to manage that. Today, we are going to talk about anger. I paused for dramatic effect because I think anger is such a good one to talk about. Anger is the emotion that people expect you to have. It is the emotion they assume you're going to have. And honestly, I learned in therapy that a Anger is not even a real emotion. It is how we express other emotions. And we do that because anger is a socially acceptable way of expressing the more tender, scarier emotions. And so that makes complete sense on why people completely expect you or me or anyone going through a breakup to be angry because it is the socially acceptable way to show your real, true, more vulnerable emotions. So we're going to talk about anger and I'm super excited about it. So let's just dive right in, right? I've done enough leading up and building up. So we've all heard of the five stages of grief and we have a general idea that they include denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And these stages of grief are often experienced by those going through a breakup, but especially a divorce. And so there's no need for me to reinvent the wheel here. Um, I couldn't even if I tried. So if you're super interested, please go research the stages of grief. Check out where you are in that process. Um, Please know that there is no standard way to experience the stages of grief. It is not linear. So go ahead and fall into the rabbit hole of grief. I'm not going to necessarily do all of that here, but I am going to talk about anger. So anger, like I said, is one of those emotions that family, friends, coworkers, everyone expected me to have. They just knew that I was going to yell, curse, bad mouth sell my ex-husband stuff on eBay, (laughs) waste all his time in divorce court, you know, set his belongings on fire, Angela Bassett style, 
you know, and they didn't want this because they're mean, malicious people. No, they wanted it because, again, it is the socially acceptable way of reacting to a breakup or to any wrongdoing, really. It seems anger seems justified and understandable. And so when you react that way, people are like, they know what to do with you. They know how to treat you. They're like, oh, perfect. Yes, we're angry. Got it. You know, and, you know, it's it's also the emotion that they feel for you. You know, people who care about you, people who are involved in your life, this will affect them, too. Of course, not to the same extent that it affects you, but it will affect them. And most of the time they will be angry. For you, They will be angry on your behalf, just watching your life change so dramatically. And they know that you have those other more vulnerable emotions, but it's, we're not really taught how to support someone experiencing, you know, shame or fear or betrayal. And so anger is an emotion we know how to get on board with, right? How many of us have friends where after a breakup, they're like, hey, so are we driving by his house? Are we keying his car? Are we showing up at his job? Like we are taught very early on how to be angry. You know, we see it in movies, we read it in books, we watch it in our lives. And so anger is what people will sometimes even push you to express because again, they don't know what to do with you if you're not expressing an emotion that they know how to respond to and that they understand. And as much as this podcast and my blog are about navigating things gracefully and, you know, I try to take the high road and I, so I'm told, handle things in a very classy, bougie manner, <laughs> um, please, please, please believe me, I fully felt and gave in to the anger in the beginning, once I, you know, questioned and tried to figure out what's going on, and then once I accepted that what is going on is that my marriage was over, that my ex-husband had left me, oh, then I went into full, like, anger, rage, wrath, okay? I mean, just ask him. <laughs> I should probably have him as a guest for this because he would love to chime in on this. I am not a perfect person. And so anything that happened, it was about a couple weeks, maybe even a couple months time frame where anything in my life that went wrong after our marriage ended, it would just enrage me. And I would take that rage out on him. So I think shortly after my rent went up, somehow I was mad at him for that. I had a job where I had to work weekends I was mad at my ex-husband for that. My daughter had a poop explosion in a public place. And yep, somehow that was his fault. I was mad at him. I couldn't afford to go to dinner with a friend. Yep, you guessed it. Somehow that was his fault. You know, I forgot my umbrella and it rained. Well, clearly he made it rain. He deserves all the wrath. <laughs> you know, the nail salon closed before I could get a manicure. Well, of course he made me late even though he was nowhere in sight at the time. Like you get it and I'm being a little bit dramatic, but also not really like any minor thing that happened. 
I was angry with him. And I didn't just keep that anger to myself. I fully unleashed it on him. Anything that didn't go my way, I blamed it on him. And like I said, I unleashed it on him because that is how anger works. Anger is external. Anger needs to be released. It needs to be demonstrated. So how did I demonstrate that, my friend? Well, I fired off, you know, a dozen angry text messages. I would call him and be condescending and rude. I wouldn't let him get a word in. You know, I would scowl and huff and puff and sigh when I saw him. And like, honestly, you know, friend to friend, sometimes in the privacy of my own home, I would legitimately have a full on tantrum, like throwing pillows, punching the bed, screaming into the couch, throwing myself on the floor. Like I was so angry and it just seeped out everywhere, but not everywhere. I had, I felt like I had a a legitimate channel. So by everywhere, I mean, in every aspect of my life, I found something to be angry about, but I only ever channeled it towards my ex-husband, which in hindsight was really unfair to him. And so if he's listening, which I doubt he is so sorry for that, (laughs) which he and I have talked. So we're good. Um, But yes, I was very angry. You know, my life was completely out of my control. There were things happening to me that I didn't want, that I didn't foresee, that I didn't expect. And they were happening because of an indirect act that I didn't feel I deserved or warranted. And it was an indirect act of someone else's. So I really struggled with that. It felt very easy to put the blame for anything on him, right? Nothing was my fault. Nothing was my responsibility. I was just this poor, poor victim. And I made sure that he knew it and he felt it at all times. And yelling and blaming, it seemed like the only real way to make him feel that, to help him understand that he had completely messed up everything for me. And I'm going to pause right there because that's a really important uh, story that I had told myself at that time. I think I talked last episode about how we create narratives for ourselves about things that have happened in our lives. And at that time, I couldn't see, it was just so densely foggy in my world that I couldn't see life beyond that moment. And life in that moment felt very out of control. It felt very much against everything I worked for it to be, everything that I wanted it to be. And so the the narrative in my mind was that he ruined it. He, he blew it up. He did this to me, you know, and I didn't see that at some point things were going to get better. My life was not ruined. My story was not over. It just took a little turn. You know, it hit a little bump. It had a little obstacle. There was a little fork in the road. But at that moment, it just felt like the road was over, like I was on the edge of a cliff and that was it. Okay. And so I was constantly trying to get rid of that icky, angry desperation. And so I just 
flung it onto him at all times. And did it help? No, of course not. Did it make me feel any better? Nope. Was it healthy? Nope. It literally just made me feel worse. Like I would call him and I would yell at him and he would get all riled up and I would get all riled up and then we would hang up and I would still be just as angry, if not more angry. Right? So hold. that's why I tell people being angry after a breakup or divorce is a conscious choice. And it is one that you have to decide not to make because it's simply not helpful. You know, it takes up so much energy, so much time. It takes you off course. It keeps you from moving forward, right? So it is just not the way. Trust me, it is not the way. And then you end up saying terrible things that you regret. You know, you end up saying things in front of your child that you don't want them to hear or internalize. It's just not it, ladies. It is not a good look. It is just not what we want to do. And so I'm going to take a little pause in the story to get to tip number one, because I think that it is the next natural segue. And that tip is to get to the root of your anger. As I mentioned, anger is just like a mask or a facade for the other real emotions. And so as I, as I said, I was trying to, to release this anger, to put this anger onto my ex-husband, and I still didn't feel better. Why? Because it's not actual anger that I felt. It was fear. You know, it was fear. It was desperation. I am type A. I am a control freak. I am an overachiever. So my life being out of control, my life not going according to plan scared the daylights out of me. What was I supposed to do now? How was I going to earn money? How was I going to support my daughter? I was terrified. I knew I had to go to court. I had to figure out custody and visitation. I had to figure out child support and spousal support. I had to figure out healing and single parenting. It's scary. It's so, so scary. It's scary to go through any big change in your life. It's especially scary when that change is not something you saw coming or something you actually wanted. And so what was really at the core of that was fear and probably a little or a lot of desperation also caused by that fear. And I always joke when I talk about anger not being a real emotion, because when I learned that in therapy, it like blew my mind. And so I mention it like all the time to people. And I always give the example of sorrow, right? Like not just like, oh, I'm, I'm sad because, you know, they ran out of the Mexican pizza. Shout out to the Mexican pizza being back. <laughs> but, you know, it's not like a, a quick superficial sadness, like deep sorrow, like your heart hurts, you know? Um, if I am feeling sorrowful or I, I am experiencing sorrow, I can't just walk around crying all day, right? People don't know what to do with that. They have no idea what to do if you are just crying all the time and not just like a cute little tear down the cheek, like, like wailing, like sobbing, like your heart hurts hurts and you are 
deeply, deeply sad. People don't know what to do with that. You know, moms will, you know, wipe your tears, hug you, but eventually they're going to tell you to move along because they don't know what to do with that. Men are going to panic, right? We all know when men see a woman crying, they don't know what to do. Children are going to try to comfort you and then they're going to freak out a little bit as well. And so that is what anger does for us. Anger allows us to show an emotion that people know what to do with. And so the same is for fear as for sorrow. If I just walk around telling everyone, if they're like, hey, Lauren, how's it going? Oh, I'm so scared. Oh, I'm terrified. Oh, my life is falling apart and I don't know what I'm going to do. People are going to look at me. They're not going to know what to say. But if I tell them, oh, my marriage is over and I'm angry, they're like, yeah, no, I get it. What are you going to do next? Did you you want me to go buy his house? <laughs> you know, and so what what really needs to happen when we're experiencing that anger and that that rage is to get to what is actually causing this, what is actually behind it, because the anger is not going to go away until we identify what it's trying to um manage. So that is tip number one, to really explore what you're feeling. Is it guilt? Is it shame? Is it fear? Is it sorrow? You know, those are those real vulnerable emotions that we often don't feel comfortable naming or feeling or sharing with others. And so they're the ones that are most likely to be masked with anger. So Get to the root emotion behind your anger. Tip number two is to make a conscious decision to let the anger go. So after weeks and months of expressing my anger in this super volatile and toxic way, I made a conscious decision to stop, right? I decided, okay, I have to let this go. This is not working. Yes, my life and my journey look different now. I had to accept that. Yes, I was going through a lot of big changes at the same time. Yes, I was sad and scared and alone. But what I was doing with that anger was not working. I was giving my power to heal and to thrive to him. When really I needed to be focusing on stabilizing my life, finding my own happiness and being a present and healthy mother to my daughter. You know, being angry was requiring far too much of my energy and attention. And that energy was better spent on my own personal growth, right? And I'm going to get biblical on you really quick. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So not that I'm out here saying that we all need to be avenged and that all of our ex-husbands need to be stricken down. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that if some of your issue is um, they did this to me, how are they going to get away with that sort of thing? Let that go, because if that is what happened and that is the case, then God will resolve that for you. It's not up to you to resolve that. It is up to you to focus on you and moving forward. And so that for me, is just a reminder that it's not my responsibility to avenge any wrongdoings or harbor any anger. It is my responsibility to focus on me. So tip number two, make a conscious decision to let it go. Just let it go. 
Okay, and then tip number three will help you with tip number two. So tip number three is to redirect your energy. So for me, I stopped focusing on my ex-husband and external occurrences, and I made a very mindful attempt to focus on myself and my daughter. So what that looks like is when something unexpected or difficult happened, I rolled with it. Sure, I was frustrated. I was scared, but I worked really hard to redirect that and not let it become anger. You know, I treated these unexpected or negative things as events that were separate from my ex-husband and our divorce. I tried really hard to focus more on the positive things that occurred during my day than on the negative ones. And I'm not going to lie to you in the beginning It is a constant effort, like every second of every day level effort. But as time progressed, I found that it became easier and easier. I found that I was able to be a bit at peace, a bit more content with where I was, and that those negative things and my ex-husband had less and less of an impact on my emotional stability. And that's what we want. We want to get to a place where our breakup is just an event that happened in our past and not an event that continually reverberates through our lives, right? We don't want this breakup or divorce to become a constant thread and theme in our lives. It happened and we're moving forward. And so redirecting your energy will help you with that. And by energy, we can also say focus, like redirecting your focus on the positives and internally on yourself, or if you have children, externally on your children. So that's tip number three, redirect your energy or your focus. And so by doing those three things, I was able to move through that anger stage of grief relatively quickly. It did last weeks or months, but there are some women who are still in it years later, you know, and so I'm going to call weeks or months quick. (laughs) And letting go and thinking positively was really the key. So I hope that that helps you guys. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts because I am always talking about anger. It is such a fascinating thing that we feel and express. So thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Grab Your Light, the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please tell a friend and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram so you can DM me and we can talk about anger. Have a great day, week and month. Bye.